This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich. And once again, you're in for a treat today. We have a graduate and an alumni from our DOO certification program with us today. And I love doing these interviews because number one, it's public recognition of their success in our program, but it also, and more importantly, shows you guys who may be interested in becoming a certified DOO, gives you a behind the scenes of what it was like as they went through our program. And then also the thing you're most curious about is what it meant to them and how it's changed them and their business as a result. So today we have Nicola. Peters joining us today, who has the best accent. So you might be used to hearing me and my accent, but I've got even a better one for you today coming from a friend of ours from round 14. And I can't wait to share her with you guys. As we dive into that, if you're interested in becoming a director of operations, then I would love for you to join us in our upcoming Scope Creep Solution. That is a five-day sprint where we really look at helping you to become a better project manager. And this doesn't matter if you are managing lots of projects. If you're an operations person, projects are a part of your life. And when Scope Creep creeps on in there, it will make you really disgruntled with the work that you're doing. And we have a five-step plan and a five-step method for you to eradicate scope creep from your life. It'll make you as an operator fall back in love with what you're doing. And I'm really excited to share this signature training that we used to put out multiple times in a year. This year, this is the only time you're going to be able to catch that with us. And if you go to scopecreepsolution.com, you'll be able to register for that. So I'd love to see you there. And without further ado, I would love to welcome my friend, our alumni, Miss Nicola Peters. It's so good to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm really excited. <laughs> awesome. I'm I'm loving this. Before we get going, I want to share a little bit of Nicola's background with you guys. So she is the founder of her agency called The Systems House, which helps six-figure coaches and consultants work towards making their business vision a reality. Nicola spent five years running her first business as a wedding stationery designer alongside her busy nine to five and quickly learned the importance of operations in any business success story. I have a story I should insert right here. When I was in my nine to five, that was my second kind of entrepreneurial adventure was a side hustle making wedding invitations, Nicola. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Are you joking? Are we we those people? Kindred kindred spirits. Yes. I'll have to get my, I'll have to show you some of my my work. Examples in my office as well. Yes, yes, that's interesting. Since 2019, Nicola has shared over 15 years of business support 
and operations experience with her clients. She scaled her business by helping business owners implement Debsado to improve their client experience and has since expanded her expertise as a ClickUp specialist, helping her clients to implement scalable processes that simplify business, team management, service, and delivery. She's a coffee lover, a brunch bestie, and a cat mama to her fur baby Coco. In her spare time, you'll find Nicola spending time with her family or catching a flight to anywhere with a beach and a cocktail. <laughs> Before we got on today, we we talked about some of her adventures. So it sounds like you're a woman after my own heart. And I'm so glad <laughs> that you're here today. Me too. I'm so excited for this conversation. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So let's go back. What was your nine to five? What did you do in your nine to five? So my background is financial services. So I worked in a huge big four firm. If anyone is familiar with the big four accountancy firms, I worked there for well over 11 years and started as an EA executive assistant. So my goal was to just get into a big company and work my way up. Operations wasn't necessarily in my eyesight. I didn't even know it was a thing. But when I was working there, I worked with a team for eight years. And my managers at the time, they were encouraging me to consider this role because they knew I had my side business. And so they were saying that with the skills that I'm, I have from running a business, I could use those same skills in an operations role. So I applied for a job. It took a year of convincing to actually apply for this role, (laughs) but I did and I got the job and I transitioned into an OPEX team, which is operational excellence. And it really was a very small team supporting high profile banking audits and clients. So we supported the teams on the internal side very big teams, very big budgets, lots of projects management, lots of moving parts. And I learned so much. And that was my first corporate role in operations. Yeah, I feel like so many people, just the term operations is not a term that I ever used, even in my 15 years in corporate America. We just, it was not a term I was familiar with. And so now that I use that and it's a part of my daily routine, I'm looking for it all the time because now I know the skills that make up an operator, but that is not a term. And so if you're listening to this today and you're like, yeah, I I feel like I'm Nicola. Like I've got these project management skills. I'm really good. I'm detailed. I like to follow up. I like to do these things, but I would never have called myself an operator. I was there too. And when you're talking about the EA role and how you transcended into this OPEX role, that's how corporate really lays this out. From a hierarchical perspective in my corporate setting, you would come in as an admin, then you would elevate to an EA. And and really not that many people had that opportunity because it's obviously just a more in-depth role and there's a certain personality and a certain skill set that you're looking for. And then from there, you could, I mean, there's a couple different layers, but the ultimate was being the chief of staff for either a function or the entire enterprise. And I was fortunate enough to come in and to play that role as the chief of staff, but it all fell under that administrative role or that, excuse me, that administrative function. So I love to hear when people, I knew you were in financial services, but I didn't know the trajectory. And so that's really cool. And I 
really align with the fact that we didn't know what we didn't know back then, but other people saw it in us, right? They saw that you could go to the next level and they drove you there and it took some convincing. And I'm so glad that they, that they helped you to get to that place because ultimately without that bridge, I would have never, we would have never come in contact. I wouldn't be here. Exactly. I would not be here today. (laughs) Yes. So what was the ultimate thing that got you to look at the director of operations program? So I started my business selling Dubsado setups. And when I started to think about what I wanted to do in business, I knew I wanted to start up a service-based business. So initially I thought I'll just be a virtual assistant and do EA work. That's what I knew. It seems like the easiest point of entry, but I also knew I really enjoyed the systems part of things. So I set up an offer to provide Dubsado setups. And eventually that just became the only offer. And then I had a coach who shared with me that she was looking at my skills and she just said to me, you feel like an OBM. She was like, with everything that you've done, with everything that you do, your skill set really matches up with being an OBM. And I had no idea what that was at Mm -hmm. the time. I was like, what is that? Is it a VA? What do they do? So I did some research. I connected with some people, stalked some people online as you do. And I stumbled across your podcast as one of these resources. And so I just started to educate myself. And then in 2020 is when my business started to take off. So I started to book out projects and then I created a retainer as an OBM and I booked out my retainers, which meant that I could leave my job and run my business. So I just did that. So it was absolutely great, but it got to a point where I have no formal background or training in terms of the operation space and what I was doing. So I was doing a lot of work, but I felt this need for validation. Mm. And the DOO program was that almost beam saying to me, you need this. So I had been stalking the program for a good two years before I signed up. (laughs) It took a long while for me, longer than I, I needed, but I do think things happen at the right time in the right place. But deep down, I just knew, I don't know when, but I'm going to do this program. It mm. seems to tick all of the boxes. Binged the podcast, was in the Facebook group, you know, creeping, seeing what people were talking about, <laughs> just being that person, that quiet lurker. And I just felt like this is what I will need and what will give me the confidence to really validate my skills. And so that was just a goal. It's just been on my goals list until until now. Now it's done. <laughs> awesome. I love to hear that. We hear that a lot from people, and especially in our introduction videos and on our applications and during our various events when we're interacting with our prospects. You know, people will say, I want to do this because I want to round out my skills or I want to gain skills or I want to quit faking it. Like I've been successful so far, but I feel like there's more and I want more frameworks, more methodologies and et cetera. And that's really what I did. I mean, when I was thinking about serving in this way, I spent an entire year, Nicola, just downloading everything that I was doing because you do what you do and you don't know that other people don't do this. And so- It took other people, my clients in particular, telling me that they had never been served like this. And they, you know, they liked this strategic brain that I was bringing. I didn't even think that I was that strategic. But when you have (laughs) other people validating you, 
it made me stop and say, okay, well, how do I get the Nicolas and other people out there to be able to make a massive impact in the business space? I had to download that. And so luckily that's what you guys are looking for. And I believe that that's one of the many reasons why this offer is so attractive to a lot of people. You're looking to formalize the skills and training. You've got the soft skills. It's sometimes just adding in some of those frameworks and blueprints, whatever term you want to use in the five different areas that we look at. Yeah, absolutely. So of those five different areas that we talked about in the certification, was there one that felt like it made the biggest difference or what was your experience? So for me, when I was going through the curriculum before I joined, I remember looking at strategic mapping and thinking that looks incredible. I need to be able to deliver this for my clients. And I was already doing quarterly planning with my clients. So I felt like strategic mapping would just literally take it to a whole new level of what we would be able to do for their business. So that was something that I just absolutely knew I needed to get that. And I know you probably get that a lot. A lot of people say the same thing, strategic mapping. And it really is that crucial for businesses that now I can understand the value of it. But the second module that really stood out to me was the project management. That was one where I think I've really underestimated my skill set when it comes to project management. It's like you say, we just do a lot of these things. We do them naturally. We never really assign a title to them. So a lot of the work that I've done over the years, I've never assigned a title and said, this is project management. This is analysis. This is process mapping. You just do it. It just makes sense and you just do it and you do it well. But going through the project management, I'll tell you a story that is quite interesting. So when we were going through that module, I was working with a client at the time and we had a lot of different things going on and I could not figure out, they felt like something was just off while we were working. There was all these moving components and milestones. We'd mapped out the the quarterly goals and I just felt like this is just not okay. And I was going through that training, that module, and you said something in that video that made me just it gave me a light bulb moment. It just made me stop and think, ah, and your words were, you would only focus on certain projects or a launch, like one launch. And at the time, <laughs> and please don't don't tell me off for this, but at the time we were trying to do multiple launches and a few projects at the same time. And it was an absolute mess yes. and just trying to do all of the things. And it's one of those things that I knew in my gut, I just felt like something's not right here but hearing you say that in the training gave me so much more validation like it gave me confidence to use my voice and speak up and be a leader to that client Mm -hmm. and say this is you know just not the way that it's going to work it's not good going forward and it really helped me especially for future clients as well for future projects I feel a lot more confident to be able to stand up and own my voice and know that I know what I'm what I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> Your benefit is for the benefit of the team and we just need to do what's reasonable. And since then it's been really smooth flowing with projects and working with clients. So that's been so so beneficial. Also the metrics, the KPIs, that module I could not wait for. <laughs> could not wait to dive in. It was just 
the content was just what I needed to support my clients because my clients don't track their numbers. They don't track their data. And that was also an area I wanted to bring to my services as well. So it was great to go through that module and see how people were looking at metrics and tracking KPIs and, you know, helping businesses make data-driven decisions. And that was really key for me as well. I love all of that. I just feel like when you put all of these pieces together, there's no way to not be more confident in what you're doing. And the thing I love to see the most, Nicola, is when, yes, you're gaining more skills and our community loves more skills, right? We love, we love to know all the things. We're fact finders. Like we just, we're curious. We love to know how to do things and potentially consider adding them to our offers. But nothing is more gratifying than seeing someone step into leadership because they believe themselves. And as much as we talk about the content in our program, which is why a lot of people come to us, they want to know, you know, what is behind being a director of operations. The greatest transformation is the one that you just described. And that's when someone finally believes they have what they have, because we know it, I can see it. And, you know, our team is trying to pull that out and to help you to see that. And we, as fact finders and as operators, we fall back on our skills and our knowledge And we doubt ourselves because we may not have the perfect experience, right? We may not have this pedigree or this amount of education or this experience in this particular industry. But in this program, we're really looking at the full transformation. And I know that we have to, that we as a community, we rely on knowing more. And when we know more, we're able to see ourselves. And so we spend a lot of time on the mindset piece, on really helping you to see and define what your boundaries are and define like when you were talking about the client who had all the, you know, your the old adage of when you attempt to do everything, you end up doing nothing. Doing nothing. Right. Like, I don't, (laughs) that's not perfect, but that's something like that. And that's what happens, right? Especially in small Mm -hmm. lean businesses, because they're desperate to take action and they're desperate to bring in revenue and, and money. And so they end up doing way too much and their scope is really large. They're overwhelmed. And so then they bring in an operator to help them, seemingly help them to move forward. And it takes someone like you to disrupt that cycle to say, hey, if we continue to do 19 projects at one time, we're never able to finish one. By the time we get through a couple, half of them are, are no longer important or relevant. And so I'm I'm proud of you. I want to give you that Thank you. recognition of just stepping up and then knowing. And, and there's something so cathartic about being that disruptor that says, this isn't going to serve you. And it's not coming from a place of, I know it all. It's coming from a place of, I want you to succeed. I want this business to succeed. And this pattern isn't going to help us. And that's a big part of our training. It is massive. And just going back to your point about us always learning, you know, my background, I didn't go to university. I literally did here in the UK, we do college. I did one year of college and straight into work. So there has always been in the back of my mind that thought of, should I do more? Should Mm -hmm. I invest in more learning? And, you know, a lot of these universities and colleges, they are very expensive. So for me, this was my degree, so to speak. Doing the DOO certification was my way of saying, I'm going to invest in my skill sets. This is a safe place. This is a professional mm-hmm. certification. This is run by someone who knows the industry and I have a lot of respect for, and I feel that I can really 
learn a lot from going through this program. And it was a great way for me to plug in those gaps in my skill set. I took a lot of resources. There's so many resources. And I just allowed myself to just dive into everything that was available so that I really could allow that to help my business. And even as I was going through the program, I was able to implement that things straight into my clients' businesses. So they were seeing the instant value. They knew I was going through the program so they can also see the benefit and, you know, see the changes that are happening as well through it. So it was such a great time for me to just go through that for myself as well. Thank you for that. I think the greatest thing, of course, for me to hear that is awesome. For me to know that and to see the change and transformation in you is more rewarding than anything. But something else that I'm really proud of is that during our six months together, you were able to recoup your full investment, which is a metric that we're always looking at because I know that investing in a program like this, it is like enrolling in a university. And we've had plenty of people tell us, this is better than my master's degree. This is better than my you know, undergrad. Heck, we've even had a couple PhDs in here who are like, this is magic. So (laughs) I know what we have is great, but I also know that there's a financial commitment that is a stretch for a lot of us. I mean, anytime you're exchanging thousands of dollars, it's a stretch and and I realize that. And so we put a lot of emphasis internally in our coaching to help you get that return on investment. Of course, the strategic map is a great way to do that. And I, I saw, and I want to celebrate the fact that you were able to do that and give you all the applause for doing it, but it it really comes down to you learning, trusting yourself and taking action. Otherwise that return doesn't get to you. So I know that you were a a serious student or that wouldn't have happened. Yes, absolutely. I think once we had access to the strategic mapping model, that was like my focus. It was get this offer together and just sell it. And there was so much support. You know, my accountability coach, she was just cheering me on the entire time. But I really just focused on what I have in front of me mm-hmm. and just do the work. Like you said, just take action. And it's an interesting thing because I've invested in my business over the last three and a half years. And some programs you will invest in and they're high ticket and you come away not really knowing how it's made much of a difference. This program was so different. You know, it is still very high ticket. I can't lie about that. But I felt like there was so much, like so much tangible content and knowledge that I was gaining, as well as access to a community of people. You know, that in itself is worth volumes. The coaches, the students that are going through the program, you know, somewhere I felt more skilled and more experienced than me, but there was always someone you could connect with, ask questions with. You were never going through this alone. I never once through the six months felt like I'm just in this program and we're just going through this alone. You really are supported every single step of the way. And it just made it so much easier to want to succeed, to want to hit those milestones. It just becomes more than that. You know, you really do see that this is something that could change your business. Yeah. We are obviously very much obsessed over the success of our students. And it's the reason we have the support that we have to make sure that you get those questions answered. And another thing, which is, you know, sometimes it's difficult, but we, you know, I specialize and we only work with females and we get plenty of interest from males, but 
what you just described of kind of having that strong community, you know, I can't say with certainty that it wouldn't be the same if I had males here, but I know that when people are going through a transformation, they want that safety. And so a like audience is the thing that made me feel like I could provide that safety along with several guardrails and, you know, being very, very intentional with how we build it. But the community piece is very important. And anyone making, you know, going to the next level or the next step, that's another reason we have cohorts. You know, I want people to come in and to know one another for six months. If I had people coming in and out, you don't know who to go to. You don't get to really know what their business is like and how you can learn from them or what their gift is and how you can pick that apart and see how you can apply that in your work. Exactly. I totally agree. And even people in other cohorts who realized that I was going through the program have since connected and we've built relationships as well. And it's, um, you just have this instant common ground. It's just the case of, oh, you're part of this community and it is great. Instant friends. (laughs) Yeah, agree. (laughs) So tell us about your business now. When you came in, you were focused on Debsado setups and I know that things have changed since then. So give me some background. Yes, there's definitely been some changes. So we wrapped up the DOO about two months ago now, I think. And since then, I have been looking at my offers. So the strategic mapping is now an offer that is live and is selling, which is great. And I've also made the decision to stop selling Dubsado setups. So there's a a piece of news for the audience. (laughs) (laughs) So what I did do in 2022 is... I revamped my setup offer where I was doing for Dubsado and ClickUp. And what I've decided to do for this year is focus solely on ClickUp setups and structure that around bringing the operations into ClickUp for businesses. And that feels really aligned with what I've been doing over the last few months, the work that we've been doing for our clients and the projects, the way that people are coming to us to use the platform. Dubsado hasn't really been a fit for our type of clientele and nothing against the platform. It's just actually looking at the needs of the clients that we now are working with and the needs of their business and what we can act actually provide, it makes sense to to make that pivot. So it's a pretty big change, a bit of a scary one <laughs> after all of this time, but I'm very excited. Yeah. And I think the ClickUp, you know, you're looking at internal operations. I mean, ClickUp is a project. It's really an operational system. And so, exactly right. And so when you c- accompany the skills that you have from a strategic level, you can work with them on the strategic map with them being a client, you can work with them in creating a strategy. And then you take that strategy and you, the day-to-day comes through the project management tool of ClickUp. And so I can see how those go together quite well. And in that capacity, you can serve as, you know, you can do this from a project basis, you can do this from a retainer basis, and it gives you some flexibility in who and what you are able to serve, who you're able to serve for sure. And then what you're able to do after that. So very, very fun. And you've got a team working with you too, right? I do. I do. We're a small and mighty team of two at the moment and it's just been great. So alongside revamping the offers, I've also been learning to delegate more, Mm. which has been really good for me. One of the wins that I shared with you is being able to go away for a week and actually just leave everything in the hands of my trusted team member and she managed it so so well and and that really comes down to actually having systems in place we've got a really good communication process between the two of us we're very open in how we work 
together. And also I've been very transparent with my clients about the fact that it's not always me, even though they have access to me, there is also someone else there. And I do think that people have a fear around that, especially when you're building out an agency model. It's how will the clients take to speaking to someone else or having other team members? Whereas I've positioned it as you have more support, which is even more value for what they're investing in their business. They have more support, more people who are taking care of them. And so far, it's just working out really, really well. If you get the communication piece down, then having more support isn't easy. You know, the the client is able to see that very quickly. It's when you've got multiple hands in a project or in a relationship and people don't know who to go to for what, then it starts to feel very broken. And, right. you know, I think if you and your team member have strong communication, that probably just easily and naturally rolls over to the client and also the processes. I can tell you're a very process-oriented person, so... <laughs> <laughs> those always help. <laughs> There's a checklist for everything in my world. <laughs> I love <But> that. <laughs> it's definitely true. I think having for the team to know this is the role. Mm-hmm. So myself, I take on the strategy. I'll take on some of the management as well. I'm also a believer in empowering people to, you know, use your own skills as well. So sometimes there'll be yeah. questions that do come up and I think, I don't know if I should answer this. Mm -hmm. I feel like you can answer it. But I've learned that through the DRO certification as well, just through my own accountability coach holding me accountable. You know, it's easy to ask questions that you just want that safety, someone to hold your hand and say, this is okay. When we really know the answers. And so I also want to bring that empowerment into my team and business as well to say, it doesn't always have to sit with me. You know, if this was a large corporate firm, there are many decisions being made multiple times and they're not all going through the CEO. It's just not possible. So I want to build that same culture and mindset, you could Mm -hmm. say, in my own business. Yeah, I think in super tiny, small businesses like ours, it's so important. Of course, the communication is always going to be important, but the relationship, like a true partnership, and that's when it, you know, I know from building our business and this business, the Ops Authority, that it is it is empowering for me to say, I don't really care how you solve it, but this is the result that we need. And there have been, in my business journey, there have been times when I was too nervous or I didn't have the right people beside me to be able to say that. So getting to that point typically has nothing to do with experience, has everything to do, because I think a lot of people are capable of answering the question. It's, do they feel safe to be innovative? Do they feel safe to fail? Do they feel safe to test things on? And that comes down to how the leader does this. And we've probably both worked with people who did not make us feel safe. It was like, you did it their way, even if you didn't believe in it, because that's just the culture that they had created. So kudos to you for creating a culture where, and she's been around, you know, she has, she's been here the entire, for a while and keeping yeah. someone happy and here and engaged and, and motivated for over a year is something to really be proud about. It's an achievement. It definitely is. So mm-hmm. it's not easy finding the right people, like you say. So when you have someone good on your team that you can trust and you know that actually we can work well together, mm-hmm. then it's gold. Yeah. But, you know, people always say, oh, I, I never find the right people in it. I feel like the easy answer that they never want to hear is it comes <laughs> down to how the leader builds the relationship with them. That's so, true as well. <laughs> of course, they don't want to work hard for someone who doesn't invest in them. And I'm not meaning monetarily, but just giving them time to 
be a human with another human and not just someone who works in a business. And so I know that you've been diligent about creating that partnership because you would never have been able to step away for a week if you didn't have the trust there. So (laughs) exactly. Definitely wouldn't have happened. (laughs) Yes. Well, I wish you lots and lots of success as you roll out this new offer. I know what you mean when you bring something (laughs) new to life. It's like, oh, is this going to work? But you know, it's, you know, you've already test driven it. You know that it's it's dated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It's validated and, and several parts of it are validated. You're just putting it together and also losing the quote identity of Debsado setups, right? That knowledge has helped you probably in your process and your project management and client experience and all of those things come with you today. And we see pivoting or changing or newness as, you know, it's natural to be fearful of that change. The greatest thing is taking a step to test it out because exactly, if, I always say, if you're pivoting, you're in business. <laughs> if you're not exactly. pivoting, you're heading out of business. And so <laughs> great for you for seeing where your skills today serve the clients that you want to work with today, because it is a different client. It is definitely. And I think, you know, the up-leveling has happened over time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't realize until you you look back on the work you've been doing and the work that's not been coming through. And if I compare my business to 12 months ago, it is completely different. Yeah. We've worked with clients who, even though they are small businesses, they work with corporate firms. The way that they work is very, very different to the traditional online coaching space or course creator type business. We still serve those clients, but I've had to make adjustments in my own process and my own sort of thought process in, okay, how are we going to make sure this client sees success in this way? So in a lot of ways, I've had to up-level the business, the services, just through, like you say, it's just natural over time. And just as I've connected with certain people, it's just come naturally. And it's a good thing. I'm really excited for it. So yeah. I think the more we get comfortable and believe ourselves, the easier our messaging gets, the easier Mm. our sales conversations get because we know what we're looking for. And so that's why it's natural. When you up-level the people around you, whether it's your personal or your professional life, your clients, your expectation of them up-levels too. And so it's always rewarding when you get to work with a more ideal client or avatar because you're usually serving them in a better way, something that's more authentic to you. And my ultimate thing is helping you ladies to find ease in the gifts that you innately have. I mean, we're all wired. You know, when we sit around the proverbial fire and we're all kind of <laughs> kicking back and talking, we're pretty similar. <laughs> so true. We are project managers, whether we have had that title or whether we have not. But when we start thinking about the way that we think, mm, oh, we're like, so we're true. very similar. <laughs> Awesome. What would be your last parting words for someone who, if they came to you and they were like, man, I really would love to consider the DOO certification, what would your thoughts or words be to them? My words would honestly be, if you're thinking about it, give it some real consideration. And if this is what you want to do, this is the best place for you to get the skills, get the support and really build a business. You could go through this program with no offers and come out with a whole business and everything that you need, the confidence, the resources, everything you need to provide value for your clients. I wish I did it sooner, if Mm -hmm. I'm honest. 
And I would say another thing that really would help is for anyone that is coming into the certification is take it with the mindset that this is your opportunity to really learn, you know, throughout the six months, every week, be present, go through the trainings, do as much as you can to stay on top of everything. Because one thing that I found is it's more valuable when I went through some of the trainings and you could speak to the coaches live on the calls and come with questions. And it's a lot every week. There's definitely a lot to go through in a good way, but you don't want to lose momentum. So if you can just get a good schedule, do the training every week, that will just make you feel so empowered as you're going through the program. And you'll just feel like you'll feel like you're bossing it already as you're going through. So those would be my words, but I wouldn't think twice about it. You know, if I had to do it again, I would. Awesome. Well, thank you so much because I know people are listening today saying, oh, like you, I've been looking at this for like a year or two and is this the right time for me? And so it always helps to hear it from someone else who's already been there and also has that, is able to reflect and say, ah, I wish I would have done this sooner. (laughs) (laughs) So as we wrap up today, if you are that person who is sitting on the fence, go back through, listen to this podcast one more time, understand, and I want you to be able to see the transformations that are available to you. It does come down to you saying yes to yourself first. We've got a team of people who are happy to answer any questions that you have. And if you want to see and kind of test out how our teaching style is and just get to know me a little bit more. Again, I want to invite you to the Scope Creep Solution. You can register at scopecreepsolution.com. I promise you, if you are an operator, if you are someone who may even just think, maybe I am an operator and you don't know that for sure, you want to come into that because the Scope Creep Solution will give you lots and lots of very specific tactics in ways to set yourself up for success as an operator. So register at scopecreepsolution.com. And Nicola, thank you once more for being here today. I'm so grateful. Oh, it was great to chat and to just come on into the podcast and talk to your audience and talk to you. So thank you so much. Yes. And if (laughs) anyone here, we got lots of fact finders. So if anyone here is curious about where to find you, where would you tell them to go? They can find me on Instagram. My handle is Ms. M.S. Nicola Melinda. And that's where I'm hanging out most of the time. Awesome. Well, ladies, definitely go check her out, connect with her. And again, thanks for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.